Chapter Seventeen of Pee Wee Harris Fixer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Pee Wee Harris Fixer by Percy Keith Fitzhugh. Chapter Seventeen Alone. They pick their way along the trail which was easy as pie to peewee as he remarked to his companion it must have been easy indeed for it was well known that pie was like child's play to him they emerged from the woods at north bridgeboro a couple of miles above the larger town and separated from it by van akron's woods a familiar resort in the summer time a lonely lunch wagon stood near the little railroad station a cheerful light showing through its incongruous stained-glass windows above it was a sign which read hamburger mike's eats pee-wee knew hamburger mike and sang his praise did you ever eat a hamburger steak in there he said innocently emerson had not he seems to specialize in that article of diet he commented you said it enthused peewee shall we buy some emerson asked but peewee was filled to capacity no i was only telling you he said lots of times we hike through these woods on saturday and get some eats there you needn't hesitate if you'd like some said emerson you went into the city with me as my guest you know yup and i had a good time too i'm glad you found it enjoyable said emerson i enjoyed it too you're certainly entertaining you ought to hear me when roy blakely is trying to jolly me peewee boasted i can handle the whole crowd of them i should like to hear you said emerson you will said peewee up in camp is where i handle that bunch remember you said you'd go you'd better ask your friends about it first said emerson gee whiz you promised didn't you you're not going to break your word i think no one could accuse me of that said emerson well then said peewee from north bridgeboro to bridgeboro the trail through the woods was more traveled and easily distinguishable here was a true wood interior filled with stately trees and free of underbrush here and there a soggy pasteboard box or rusted can or dirty empty bottle bespoke the visits of the only species of animal that defiles nature but for these discordant mementos the woods were beautiful solemn there was no moon but the sky was crowded with stars and the night was not too dark gee don't you say it's nice in here peewee encouraged indeed it is said emerson it's certainly a contrast to the city to broadway will your mother and father be mad peewee asked oh no they'll think we're coming on the late train they wouldn't worry till after that do you know where this path brings us out peewee asked i'm afraid i don't his companion said it brings us out on the state road the state road runs right along the edge of these woods even if this path wasn't here i could find the way all right listen can you hear voices way far off 
those are in cars on the state road i hear voices but i don't hear any cars said emerson maybe there are some people walking on the road hey it sounds to me like calling said emerson when we get to the state road we follow it right down into main street said peewee we will have made quite an evening of it said emerson oh boy you said it commented peewee the direction in which they were going as peewee had said was toward the state road which bordered the woods the woods path came out into that road and once upon the road their journey would be nearly over peewee was not at first excited by the distant voices for the course of the road seemed to explain them but as his companion had observed there was no sound of autos moreover since the voices were loud enough to be heard at such distance they certainly were not in the ordinary tones of casual passers-by yet casual talking is often strangely audible through woodland in the night peewee not without a certain ostentation of wisdom placed himself against the trunk of a tree and listened intently do you know why i am doing this he asked i'm afraid i don't emerson confessed sometimes the tree catches sounds and they come down the trunk and you can hear better it's woods lore that is but like most of peewee's woods lore it did not work emerson waited patiently and rather curiously then they resumed their journey anyway there are voices calling that's one sure thing said peewee i think they're in the woods that's what i think anyway you're not scared are you indeed no said emerson they had not gone many more yards when all doubt of the presence of others in the woods was dispelled by voices indistinguishable in the distance and others clearly audible which seemed to be approaching we have it easiest they heard a voice say an answering voice said something in which the word compass was distinguishable then suddenly two brown forms appeared trotting toward them along the path they proved to be roy blakely leader of unruly silver foxes and connie bennett leader of the elks well i'll be ejaculated roy stopping suddenly that you kid what in blazes are you doing here not out trailing lightning bugs are you connie asked neither of them paid any attention to emerson but he volunteered an answer to their question we took the wrong train from the city on account of my own silly mistake and we've come afoot from westfield afoot hey said connie it cannot be said that he quoted emerson's word in a way of ridicule yet there was a note of ridicule in it too well you'd better come afoot with us he said ignoring emerson and turning upon peewee little margie garrison is missing and we're combing the woods all the scouts in the troop were rounded up we got calls as soon as we got home from the circus roy breathless and excited interrupted him we cut into the woods in pairs about four hundred feet apart we're all cutting straight north ed bronson and westy are right through there and you can hear them hey westy roy raised his voice 
what do you know here's the kid on his way back from westfield good night the animal cracker emerson heard a distant voice say hurry up give us a cookie or something kid said connie look at his inside pocket for emergency crawlers someone in the distance shouted emerson felt very much an outsider perhaps they would not have so completely ignored him but for their preoccupation and the urgency of their errand but the effect of all this upon him was a pathetic consciousness of the fact that they regarded him as superfluous and inefficient in their hurried and serious business come ahead kid you can phone home from north bridgeboro said roy hurriedly the whole troop is out your patrol is mostly over toward the west come on and keep your eyes peeled connie has to watch his compass so we won't go crooked what do you say let's go connie pee-wee could not resist come on he said to emerson to do him justice he did not intend to desert his new friend probably he assumed that no boy living would hang back in such an enterprise the worst that can be said of him is that he forgot to look behind him nor did emerson hold back because he lacked interest and desire but he saw that he was an outsider superfluous disregarded in the intense preoccupation of this hustling fraternal company his detachment from them seemed hopeless perhaps he had not the initiative to push into this exciting enterprise where his presence would hardly be known the next thing that he knew he was standing alone in the woods listening to distant and receding voices only a cheery little cricket was there to keep him company he seemed very far from joining the scouts he bore no resentment toward peewee he looked at his gold watch to see what time it was then from force of habit he felt to see if his neat leather wallet was in place there were only two crisp bills in the wallet now the rest had been spent in the entertainment of his exuberant little friend poor emerson was no pathfinder the very thought seemed to suggest laughter but the kindly path would guide him to the state road and from there he could find his way home easily enough as he made his lonely way along the path he could still hear voices spent by the distance farther and farther off he thought the different groups were calling to each other he fancied those two aggressive resourceful hurrying purposeful patrol leaders jollying peewee he picked his way along the path and was soon upon the state road he looked funny walking along through the country in the night end of chapter seventeen recording by john brandon